My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO at 321BizDev LLC, a bilingual English-Spanish consulting firm based in Sacramento County, California. 321BizDev is not a marketing company. 321BizDev is a sales system and business development company supporting attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, home health companies, restaurants, tattoo shops, boutique shops, hairstylists, HVAC companies, and plumbers. We provide expert sales productivity and sales performance solutions for growth that work. I can be reached at 726-999-0999. Spanish-speaking business owners anywhere in the U.S. can contact our bilingual English-Spanish business development specialist, Vice President Jaylene Rodriguez, who speaks fluent Spanish and fluent English at 786-697-3400. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Today's episode is titled, Why is it difficult for white-collar small business owners and traditional small business owners to talk about their business? Hello, podcast listeners. It is March 16th. I'm doing this podcast episode from Metro Atlanta, Georgia, taking a vacation work as I celebrate my birthday. And I decided to do this podcast episode to let my hair down, to let people know about this thing that I notice all the time. I see it every day. I've seen it six years ago. I saw it 16 years ago. And what am I talking about? I am talking about the fact that a lot of white-collar small business owners, that includes attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, home health provider business owners, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers, as well as the traditional business owners. And traditional business owners tend to do it a little bit better than the white-collar small business owners. And traditional business owners, I define at 321BizDev, I define as your restaurants, your boutique shops, your HVAC uh, companies, your plumbers, your hairstylists, uh, what else, what else, tattoo artists. And what I'm talking about is the fact that a lot of people do not talk about their businesses. And I've seen this over and over again. And I'll give you this one example. It was about a year ago. I was in a local Starbucks in Northern California, uh, not too far from Oakland, California. And I was chilling. This is before COVID. I was chilling at a Starbucks inside. Do you remember that? When you could sit inside of a restaurant inside and, and enjoy, enjoy your coffee and enjoy your pastry and have a great meal and just communicate with other people. Do you remember that? It seemed like so, so long ago. Well, I was sitting there and I got in line uh, to get a refill and I saw this guy and uh, I just struck a conversation up with him and come to find out he is a local dentist and he was a pretty friendly guy. I mean, after we started talking and I said, man, if I were a dentist like you, I would be introducing myself to everybody, you know, as a dentist, especially here in California. Where it's it's kind of it's getting kind of tough for a lot of dentists to find people 
that can afford the intermediate to complex treatment. I am not lying. So I got his business card. I ended up calling him. We met and his circumstances would not allow me to work with him. It was mainly his fear of of dealing with people on a, on a large scale. It's a long story. I will have to do a podcast episode about dentists working with groups of people instead of onesies, twosies. So over and over again, I've run into small business owners who have this reluctance to talk about their business. Now, if I were to ask a white collar small business owner, and again, we're talking attorneys, CPAs, dentists, home health providers, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers about the technical parts of their business. Sure, they can tell me the technical parts of their business until my eyes roll up in the back of my head. But the thing is, listeners, people who are potential clients, they don't want to hear all about the technical side of their business. And it was six to eight years ago that I discovered that many white collar small business owners just don't know how to talk about their business in a, in a way for public consumption, in a way that doesn't sound too techy. And first and foremost, they don't want to seem like they're being pushy because I'm not sure who will, who will agree with this, but I would say the majority of white collar small business owners, and I would put this percentage in the high 90s, they do not believe that they are salespeople. They don't. They do not believe that they are salespeople. And what is that definition? A salesperson moves a product or service from himself or herself to the consumer. And the majority of white collar small business owners do not believe that they are in sales. What they believe they are doing is offering this prime service, this superior service where so many people need it that most people will call them for the product or service. And that may be true in some rare cases. Like if you're dealing with a big criminal case and your law firm is, is, is known for handling the big media, the big murder cases involving, involving race or involving, you know, Hollywood celebrities, that may be true for that particular law firm. Or it may be true if you are a real estate broker in the Hollywood Hills and most of the Hollywood stars use your real estate brokerage to sell their multi-million dollar homes. But that is that is like 0.01% of white collar small business owners out there. The 99.99% of small business owners, they don't have it like that. They don't have it that they have this great name recognition because they have a niche market that their phone rings enough that they don't have to tell people about their business. So let's talk about everybody else. The 99.99% of white collar small business owners who do not talk about their business. 
I have already mentioned that many white-collar small business owners believe that their services are so superior, and I don't mean superior than someone else's business or products or services. I don't mean that they believe their CPA services are so superior by themselves or their the CPA service is superior to a restaurant. What I'm saying is that their service is superior based on how many years it took to get their accreditation, to get their certification, to get their license, and probably how much money they spent on their on their education, their degree, or their certification for medicine, for law, for CPA, for you know a home health provider. That's what the deal is. That's what they see as being superior. So it's almost like, well, I spent seven hundred thousand dollars on my education. So therefore, the connection must be that people will always call me because my education, my skill and talent are so superior because I spent a lot of money. So that's the that's the first one I talked about where the the, the talent and skill along with the education and the specialty is, is they, they see it in such high regard. The second one which I'm going to talk the most of the time about is that many white collar small business owners do not want to feel like they're pushy. Okay, listeners, you got to understand that white collar small business owners are not the price of their product is not twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. It's more like two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars at a minimum for for most businesses. It could be twenty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. I was speaking with a plastic surgeon who I plan on interviewing here on the 321 Biz Development Podcast here, and their price that they can get a quick uh, answer for financing is $35,000 and below. So my numbers that I've been using all along for plastic surgeons have been pretty close to the estimate. So a lot of uh, white-collar small business owners they know or they feel that they cannot go out in the public and talk about their business, nor do they feel they can they can pick up the phone and make phone calls about their product or service. Now, I will tell you this. 321BizDev can make those calls uh, for white-collar small business owners, and we do it all the time. But I didn't want to – I don't want to sidetrack. So – White-collar small business owners feel that their product price or service price is so high that they are reluctant to have this conversation out in public or to start conversations out in public. Can you imagine you are a plastic surgeon and you're out and about and you want to talk to people. You want to tell people that you are a great plastic surgeon in Buffalo, New York or that you are a great uh, business lawyer in Pasadena, California. But you know for people to hire you, it's not going to be $29.99. I mean, most white-collar small business owners for the plastic surgeon or the business attorney, 
I mean, their average billing might be like $10,000, $15,000. So that's not a conversation they feel that they can have with the average person out in public who may only make, you know, let's say $50,000 a year. Because you got to understand, most of their clients are people that make pretty good money. The only exception may be the person that has a personal injury claim or a personal injury case where the person that caused the injury may have a lot of money or, you know, there may be some money to get from a third party or an employer if it's a workers' comp situation. But most white-collar small business owners need to connect with people that also make a significant amount of money, you know, perhaps $100,000 or $200,000. So that is the problem for white-collar small business owners. And uh, so you can imagine, like I was saying, uh, let's say a, a business attorney is out and about and they want to tell someone about their business. How do you start a conversation like that? And how do you, um, how can you tell if that person you're talking to is even a prospect? Now, in formal sales systems and informal selling, a prospect is defined as a person who could use your product or may want your product or may need your product. And the biggie is they can afford your product. So you can just, you know, vision this, a person that sells a big ticket high priced item. And those big ticket high priced items are sold by white color small business owners. And they are out and about. And they perceive that no one within their like three feet or, or six feet may be able to, to afford their product. So they don't say anything. Now, it may be a, a mirage that these people may not be able to afford these big-ticket, high-priced products and services. It's possible that maybe one person out of 10, it may be possible that two people out of 15 can afford a big-ticket, high-priced item. But white-collar small business owners may never know this. They may never know that there are people in their general vicinity that can afford these products or services. So how do you do that? Well, 321 can come to the rescue for white-collar small business owners who want to uh, move into the area of talking to people about their white-collar business product and services. And 321 has developed what we called a building rapport module, or actually two or three modules that talk about building rapport and how to prospect in public and how to uh, call people who may be generally qualified in terms of income and talk to these people about perhaps taking a look at your white collar small business product or services. And the root of it has a lot to do with uh, people's fear. Some of it has a lot to do with people hit fear. Now, the thing is, is that, you know, if your average ticket price is $25,000, my question to white collar small business owners is, why is that an issue in the first place? If your average ticket price for your, your, law, your legal service, 
your CPA service, your uh, dental service, your home health service, your plastic surgery service, an insurance broker perhaps doing a rollover, or a real estate broker who is selling $700,000 homes and up. Why is that an issue if every time you sell a product, you make $25,000, either in a, um, a billing or you get a commission? Why is that a problem? I think I talked about that particular situation about the reluctance that people have with talking about their business and prospecting people in public or on the phone about their businesses. And I will direct people to this podcast episode I did about being vulnerable, okay? But there is a method to make it easier for white collar small business owners to talk about their business. And it's all about how to start a conversation. And at 321-BizDevLLC, we have the saying, it's called how to control a conversation. And at first notion of hearing what I just said about controlling a conversation, many listeners may say, oh, Rick means that the white collar small business owner is going to talk the entire time. Absolutely not. It's actually the opposite. The small business owner is only going to talk about 10% of the time. That's right, listeners. The white collar small business owner is not going to flap his or her lips and trying to convince someone that they should come to their, their white collar small business and drop $10,000, $25,000 on the business owner. It doesn't work that way. So the method that we use at 321BizDev is a two to three hour training class. And it has a lot to do with this acronym called SWAS. And the acronym SWAS stands for selling without appearing to sell. And it's an acronym that I developed a, a, a prospecting, a contacting, uh, a, dia a dialogue system that I developed after listening to this Boston attorney back in 2011. This guy was so smooth. If you have a chance, look up Harley Gordon. Um, not Harley Davidson. <laughs> I always want to say Harley Davidson. His name is Harley um, Gordon, and he is a, a, a Boston area uh, elder law attorney. Real sharp guy. I had a chance to meet him in Berkeley, California back in uh, 2011, 2010 or 2011. And he just said something that stuck with me. He was telling people they really didn't need long-term care services. He was telling people they really did not need elder law services. And he paused for about five seconds. And he said, until they do. And when he said that, he paused for five seconds. It, 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 just those, just that dialogue that he did for about five minutes, it taught me a whole bunch of stuff about people. Using Harley Gordon's method, and I give him credit for that. Basically, there are some steps that, uh, that people need to take when they're, when they're prospecting people. 
And uh, those steps include uh, if, if there's a there's a warm up, and the warm up is not, what I'll do is I'll just kind of give you a highlight of it because it is a two to three hour class, and I don't want people to listen to what I'm what I'm about to say right now in five minutes and say, oh, I got it. This is all you need to do, and you go out and try it and flop. It is it is not that easy. By it is not that easy to do by listening to me for five minutes. But what you have to do is when you're out and about, you have to make eye contact with people as soon as you walk into a building, whether it's a coffee shop or whether it's a, a bank. Uh, whether it's some place where you have to stand in line, or you're waiting, or you know, or you're sitting down and someone is within like three to six feet of you, you have to establish contact. And I will give you this book. This book is called How to Work a Room, and it's written by a New York Times bestseller. Her name is Susan Roan, and this book is probably about twenty. 25 years old, and I believe she has a, a, a like a more updated version of it. But I would not buy the updated version. I would buy the version that was made in like the, in the late 80s or early 90s, before social media came out. Because I think a lot of people now, you know, they're trying to merge social media into a very a high touch type situation with contacting people, and it just doesn't work. Folks, I'm just I'm just going to tell you, if you're relying on social media for for your to move big ticket high price items for attorneys, CPAs, dentists, home health providers, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers, it's going to result in failure. Uh, people who buy big ticket high priced items, their world is not on social media platforms. They still believe in face to face interactions. Because of the ticket price, no one is going to, you know, pay ten thousand dollars or make a decision on a product or service worth twenty-five thousand dollars just based on a social media interaction. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do something on social media, but typically, the people who are running the social media sites for white-collar small business owners, they don't know how to take incoming phone calls as a professional. And they end up losing business for white collar professionals, in my opinion. So there's a warm up. There's there's making eye contact with someone, and I will tell you this: this is a great piece of advice. If you make eye contact with someone in a public setting, and uh, there's like this body language that pretty much says, "Hey, I like you. You perhaps like me. Maybe it's because the way you're dressed." Maybe it's because the way the way they are dressed. Maybe it's the car you just got out of. Maybe it's the way you dressed, the way you are dressed, and the shoes you are wearing. Or maybe it's the hairstyle that you have. Or maybe you, you just left the, the the hair salon. Maybe you just got a great haircut. Maybe it's the cologne or pure perfume that you're wearing. Regardless of what it is, if that person makes a favorable eye contact with you. You must go over and introduce yourself. You have to do it.、Uh, Non-verbal body language is a indicator that there is a chance 
or an opportunity, I should say, not chance, an opportunity for you to go over and introduce yourself. And when you introduce yourself, you know, you can decide if you want to follow the COVID thing and not shake hands. I still shake hands. Or if you don't want to shake hands, you can, you know, you can stand, you know, six feet and make some conversation happen. Now, here's another thing. Don't let this COVID thing stop you from making contact with people. If you feel you need to stand six feet away from someone, if you feel that you still need to wear the mask when you're out, you know, trying to grow your business, please do it. If that's your thing, please do it. But don't let the COVID-19 thing stop you from building your business. Please don't do that. This COVID-19 thing has been, it has been a curse from hell in terms of the psychology that people have about building a wall between themselves and others. And for white collar small business owners, it's been detrimental to their business because white collar small business owners already had this fear of talking to people in public. And now the COVID-19 thing, the scare, has caused people that I have seen actually <laughs> run from people, not 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 literally run from them, but you can see that people are building these walls around each other, which I don't totally understand, but I do understand how people sometimes feel about the COVID-19 thing. I personally don't have that feeling, and that's just me. So don't try to be like me. You be you, and if you feel that the COVID-19 thing is something you need to be concerned about in your business, you know, practice the social distancing, you know, don't shake hands with people, but don't stop talking to people. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. So after you make um, you, your salutations, you say, hello, my name is Doug. My name is Maria. So after you make the greeting, there's this thing called form. Okay, and form, I mean, it might sound kind of corny to people that spent $500,000 on their education and went to these great schools, but form works. Form stands for family, occupation, recreation, and message. So I'll go through form real quick. You want to find out something about their family? You know, do they, you know, do they have a family? Do they have any children? Are they single? Are they, uh, 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 dinks, dual income, no kids. The next thing you want to find out is their occupation, what they do for a living. And again, you want them to talk most of the time. And please, if someone mentions a company that you know something bad about, please don't make the statement that's derogatory toward their company. Now, if they want to make it, let them make it. But please do not make any negative or derogatory comments about a, a, a company's, a person's employer. And next you want to ask some questions about recreation. And recreation is pretty much what do these people do or what does this person do to have fun? And then let them talk. Re remember, you're just asking a, a question and you're trying to see if this person is going to talk for like two to two to three minutes, two to five minutes. And then you get to the message. Now here's the part that's gonna require you to attend 321 BizDev training. 
there is a way to get your message out in a very professional way. And the message is about you talking about or you describing what you do for a living. This portion is very complex to talk about on the phone. But in the training class, it's very easy to talk about. And there's some body languages involved. There's some, there's some pauses involved. And it's, and it's not a technique. And the reason why I like to say that because 321BizDev LLC, we don't master in techniques. We are a sales system and business development company. So what I'm explaining now about the M or the message is not a technique. It is actually a complementary method of getting people to talk about their business and ask you about your business. I just wanted to do this podcast episode to talk about what I see as a consultant. And, and for people, if I haven't mentioned this before, I used to be a vice president at a Fortune 500 company, and I ran a sales team at a healthcare company. And I'm transferring this information that I, I gathered from a corporate setting, and I want to make it digestible for white-collar small business owners who may have never worked in this corporate setting. And the corporate setting is a jungle for operations, and it's definitely a jungle for sales. When there's only six competitors instead of, you know, some white-collar business owners have 2,000 competitors in a city like Los Angeles or Dallas, Texas, or, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. If this podcast episode provokes some thought and you have some questions about uh, what I talked about today on this episode, please do not hesitate to call me at 726 999 And if you are a Spanish language business owner, please reach out to Vice President Jalene Rodriguez at 786-697-3400. And interested parties can visit us on the web at 321bizdev.com slash services. And on this tab, there's a questionnaire and interested parties can complete a five-minute questionnaire And that will give us some information about your current situation. It will also tell us about what your past and current experiences have been in terms of growing your business. And uh, complete that that five-minute questionnaire and a 321BizDev consultant will get back to you within 48 hours or two business days. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Make it a great day. Bye-bye.